0: D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. What's good, Kickback family? Man, two months already down in 2022. We are in March, Women's History Month. Um, i don't know about y'all but i'm feeling good and usually i defer to the ladies because i was told ladies first but i'm just gonna go ahead and start off give y'all my temp check to let y'all know how i'm going before i pass it to my sisters sharika and sabrina i am doing great um if i had to put a number on it it'd be probably a 82 83 or so um, and I know people, I gonna say people, cause I don't know this to be true as far as people as in a lot, but I know some people don't really care too much about this person that I'm about to name as I think about his lyrics. Um, but it is the one, the only, the one that some call a genius goes by the name of Mr. West. Shout out to Kanye. And I'm gonna give y'all something from his track called Praise God. And it says, even if you are not ready for the day, it can't always be night. And then the beat drops and it goes crazy. So that's how I'm feeling. Even though you know you might not be ready, but guess what? You're not gonna always live and be in darkness. And as we think about women's history month, as we think about great things that just happened last month and Black History Month, you know, like it's not gonna always be darkness, like light is there. And you just gotta make it out. It's just that one step, that one hurdle, that one jump. You know, sometimes it's about taking your time, and sometimes it's about running through it and not even looking back. So that's how I'm feeling. That's how life is treating me. Sharika, Sabrina, what's y'all temp like? How y'all feeling? Talk to the people.
1: I'm doing well. I um I just you know when. Whenever I come to the podcast and whatever I, however I am feeling prior to, when I get here, i just be good. I'll be like, I don't even got nothing bad to say. The Lord is good. I always say that because he truly is. Um, today, my temp would be 76 and that's a good 76, a nice breeze and uh, I am just grateful for whatever... Uh, is next in life. Not that anything has changed, but I just feel like there's so much sadness and things going on, but God is still God and God is still doing new things. So I actually have a song this week and the song is unwritten. It's an old song for if any for you young people listening. Um, it's from Natasha Beddingfield. And then just a few words, uh, it just talks about experiencing life as it is, and just that the rest is still unwritten. And so you know what things may be tough things you might be struggling, but kind of along the same lines, maybe which I didn't even you know, think about it, you know, that there's still greater things that could be in store, the, the rest is still unwritten. So even though things may be tough now, you know what, there are still great things to look forward to. So uh, that's me in that time dealing. Amen, friend.
2: Love it. Um, I I want to go into my temp check, but I just want to say I'm feeling free from my wig. It's been giving me all the vibes this winter season, but it's actually warming up again. And the wig became a hindrance in my life. So that's why Shriek and Evie can't see me. I'm usually on camera, but the wig is off and I have what my sister would call the duty braids look. I'm embracing it at, I call it Coolio. Do y'all remember when Coolio used to have like the crazy oh, braids? Oh my god! It would never definitely stick Definitely remember Coolio. That's definitely yeah. you know what? I'm about to come off video so Sharika and Evie can really see what it is. That's um,
1: nothing like Coolio, girl. That <laughs> Coolio was a mess. That's not, that's not giving, you know, you're doing better than Coolio. I will say though, I am so
2: thankful for a man who loves me the same with the Coolio braids and with the wig and with the when I actually take care of my curls and all that. But I'm feeling just very relaxed and free for the hair situation. Um, On a personal situation, I think I'm just in a reflective mood, a chill mood. Although Florida doesn't really have crazy winter like that. I've been in North Carolina a lot <laughs> the past two months. I just got back from Tennessee literally yesterday at like 10 o'clock at night. So I've been amongst the winter the wintering outside and so my mood I guess if I had a temperature golly mm, maybe it's a 40 degrees and my song is I don't want to wait by Paula Cole y'all remember Paula Cole yes not, I don't want to wait from Dawson's Creek yes <laughs> Dawson's Creek yeah it's such like a vibe when you look outside and it's like dreary and you're thinking about everything going on in the world it's like huh <laughs> it's like Love I don't want to make song. I know she has a line in it that says every telephone ring every heart beat stinging when she thought it was God calling her, oh, would her son grow to know his father mm. and Before that she talks about like you know she had two babies one was six I was three in the war of 44 and I'm thinking about what's happening mm. in Ukraine with you know the bully Putin. And the child soldiers on both sides, you know, young men and mothers thinking, you know, are they going to grow up or is my child going to get to see his dad? Am I going to get to see my son become a father? Like, what is going to, I think about my husband who, you know, I, they say once a Marine, always a Marine. But all I know is that he ain't serving actively. So, you know, I don't want to say he was a Marine, but I'm like looking at him like, do I, are you about to have to go fight somewhere, babe? Because... I just need to prepare my heart and mind. Only thing Mm. I'm really willing to die for is Jesus. But uh, yeah, I've been feeling just like, man, I don't, I don't want to wait to see what's going to happen next. I want to know right Mm. now, what will it be? But that's Mm. really not life. And that's kind of, that's going to be in contradiction to what I talk about later on in the little Sabrina's I don't even know what that section of the podcast is anymore is it the positivity section I don't know how positive it has been uh yeah so there's one more line I want to talk about from that song that like kind of captures my mood she talks about so breathe a little more deeply my love all we have is this very moment and I don't want to do what his father and his father and his father did I want to be here now and I'm thinking Mm. "Ah, I know when it comes to the political side of what's going on, I can't wrap my head around all of it because I haven't done the research, but I know enough to know like, when everything went down with Hitler long, not even that long ago, it feels long ago to me, there was a point in the beginning where things were going downhill and the world watched and sat by and people were like, oh, that's not good. But, you know, I felt like we waited too long to, you know, address the issue appropriately. And that's why my vibe is like I don't want to do what his father and his father did. I want to see what we're about to do now. Let's not repeat history. So, yep, that's my vibe. Also, if I'm talking funnier than normal, it's because I went to the orthodontist today and now I have an elastic in the front of my mouth. (laughs) It is insane. Shriek and Easy, do you see this? Like you see? Oh yeah. So like my boss today. I didn't have to be on camera, but she—I just went on camera at the beginning of our meeting. I was like, "Listen, if the list is worse than normal, this is what I'm dealing with." And she was like, "How do you eat?" I don't know. I tried to put in an egg bite; it wasn't going in. I had to literally (laughs) put food in this side. I can't wait to get these braces off. But yeah, that's what—that's what's going on my
1: way.
0: All right, (laughs) Sharika, what's the what's the hot topic for for the people today? What we talking about?
1: Um. So today we're talking about. Uh two years of the pandemic. We're in year two. And last year we ran it back and did a you know a talk about the pandemic a year after. You know, I didn't think we would be here, to be honest. But I feel like, are we gonna be doing the three year, four-year, five year of the pandemic? Like, is wow. it ever gonna end? So we're gonna be talking a little bit about that. So on that, in that same vein, how long do you guys, if you could surmise, you know, I know we're not doctors or experts here, but what what do you guys think? How long are we doing this pandemic for?
0: I would say at the most, two more,
1: mm-hmm.
0: two more at the most. But if I had to take a wild guess, i will say we're wrapping it up the end of this year, sometime next year, just because I think on all constructs, all people. I don't say all people because I don't have a quote uh percentage on this a stat on it a lot of people are fed up
1: mm-hmm. and with a
0: lot of people being fed up it's like I guess you have those two sides right where it's like do what you have to do for everybody to stay safe and then you got the other side it ain't real it ain't nothing to stay safe from it's just the code it is what it is like everybody done had it or a lot of people done had it so we good but when you got like the CDC coming through and saying like we ain't gotta wear masks like that no more and you'll be all right, and instead of your 10 days, I was big on 14 days of quarantine, then it went down to 10, mm-hmm. then it went down to five, then it went down to, well, if he ain't got no symptoms, you good. You'll be all right, we'll figure it out. So I think people are looking at just, I guess, the trends and just saying, we're getting to that point where we gotta call it quits, guys. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. And when the CDC said, like, I want to say recently, it was just kind of like, and I say recently as in either the past week um, or two weeks ago, that, hey, we're aiming at possibly before the summer to drop mass mandates. Mm. I feel like once you do that, that let us know that, hey, it is what it is. We might exactly. still talk about it just because we have a life and we have a world and social media and politics and all of those things. But I don't think it's going to be as severe. Like, I don't see us ever getting back to a lockdown type place uh, mm. like that. Like you see, we you see this war done. Like this war started, we stopped talking about COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's that's how I feel about it.
1: Sabrina, do you have a prediction? Um, for sure. We
2: know COVID will always be here, just like other
1: mm-hmm. viruses
2: and things that we've dealt with historically in, in the past. But the way that we're able to manage it will be much improved. So I'm okay with the CDC switching things up because in the beginning, we really did not know. Mm. And, you know, when you are (laughs) having to do the scientific method and people's lives are at stake and you're going through all these testing or whatever, things do shift and they change and I'm okay with that. I feel like the airports will always be in COVID mode, Mm. you know, everybody masked up. I was actually thankful for it because people on the plane, you know how it's been. It's always been like a little germ pool up there, coughing and hacking and sneezing and BO. So I'm thankful for the little mass situation in those sort of uh, atmospheres. As far as talking about it, like the reason I was in Tennessee is because a distant family member just died of COVID. So mm. it's like, it's still real, uh, still something we should be concerned about, but I think being vaccinated and boosted helps a ton. And I don't care what people tell you, do the research yourself or be willing to take the risk yourself. But I'm telling you, (laughs) it helps a ton. And I think it will be like uh, chicken pox or whatever, those things that when you are in kindergarten, which I'm not even sure you guys can maybe tell me if kids that young can get it but i do think it'll just be one of those vaccines clumped in with all the others that you get as a child before going to school
1: uh you brought up a good or uh, um something that leads to our next point but i did want to say serena it's funny that you mentioned the airport because i remember you made a snap at the airport and i was like who is in the background coughing like that right <laughs> <sides?" laughs>
2: Girl, mm-mm. I got to tell you, on EB2, this one man was sitting there. First of all, if how's the outside of your mask going to be dirty? That already tells me that as far as hygiene is concerned, there may be some challenges. Then when you get up from your chair, there's moisture. I'm not going to call it a wet spot. It wasn't necessarily a pool. And you're coughing and stuff. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to come for anybody who's dealing with anything health wise because a lot of times that stuff, you know, is out of our control. I don't want to make fun of that, but also in those moments, I am thankful for my mask. And I'm not making the mask replace God. I'm I know. God is going to be like my shield, my strength, my protector. But He also gives me wisdom, and He gave somebody wisdom to make those masks. And I'm happy to have it on. I pull it a little tighter. So yeah, girl.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, and it's sad because I feel like sometimes you have a little tickle in your throat and it's not the COVID, but now you just feel like, is everyone looking? I don't have the COVID. It's just, I, have, I need a drink or something. And it's like, you feel the pressure, but I was really concerned. I was like, who is that
2: coughing like that? Like, My question like, for you and EB, when you have your mask on, if you have to sneeze, you sneeze in mask on or mask off? Ooh. EB you first.
0: I'm sneezing typically I'm sneezing with my mask on like it depends and it depends where I'm at like if I'm around people I'm just keeping my mask on and it is what it is but if I'm so like and I'm saying if I'm like because sometimes I'd be in the car with my mask on just because it's already on and I'm like I know I'm about to pull it into the store I don't have to worry about taking it off putting it back on but yeah there's been a few times where I like pulled it down like pulled it out a little bit where I kept the mask on so to speak still on around my ears and on my face I'll pull it out and then I just put my elbow up and sneeze or cough or whatever I have to do just depends
1: yeah, if I'm in the store, I'm going to have to take that L and just suffer with the sneeze in the mask because, you know, that ain't everybody's problem. That's going to be my problem. But if I'm like, like Evie said, like, in a like, let's say I'm walking and there's no one around. I would probably and I will cover my mouth. I'll probably pull my mask down and cover my mouth. And sneeze, but if I'm like walking through a place where there's hev- it's heavily popul- populated or people around me, I'm gonna just take that L because I'm not, you know, I'm just not doing it to the people. They don't deserve that.
2: Well, you guys, I just want to remind us that humans aren't perfect, and everybody has like little slivers of hypocrisy, and this is mine. Because I'm not sneezing into that mask. My body's trying to get it out of me. And then my mask is moist and wet all day and my sneezes be huge. When I have the mask on and I have to sneeze, I would pull that thing right down and I sneeze right I do the uh, What is this called the dab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. I sneeze right into that elbow corner, pull that mask right back up and keep it moving. Definitely <laughs> do. I wondered if I was the only person who did that. And if that was trash and evidently it is. So maybe I need to Talk to myself about, you know, keeping the mask up for the sneezing.
1: I will say you're trash, but I mean you you still cover your mouth in some oh, way. Absolutely. So, you know, you're not told you're not trash for that. Um, but on to the next thing that I was gonna ask um was about um the vaccine. You know, we're at a place where a good bit of people have been vaccinated, those who want to or could have been, I mean, in this country, I won't say all over because I know all over the world, there are still places where people, you know, don't have um, um, the ability to get to vaccines and and they're not as uh, readily available. So I'm not gonna say all over, but here in the US for the most part, all the places that I'm aware of, people are, are able to get vaccinated fairly easy so, my question is Do you feel at this point there should be vaccine mandates for people? You know, should there be a mandate?
0: Yeah, I would say yeah. And only to that because we already have it, right? There's some places where you can't enter without a COVID vaccine. And I feel like that makes things or people um, safer and more healthier, or places more safe and people more healthier. Uh, but I also, respect those individuals who feel like it ain't for them who feel like oh it need to be more research or i i oppose this or because of my religious beliefs this is just not a thing which i am interested if we have any listeners or if you have a friend or a family member or a peer who have religious beliefs that vaccines ain't for them i would love to have that dialogue because mm-hmm. i haven't come across those people i know i see it in writings or i see it online or i might see a video but like me personally eb hasn't come across someone who said this is my religion and this is our values or our beliefs, why we can't do X, Y, Z. I would love to, I don't know, just pick their brains, so to speak, because I want to know, like, I don't know, how you process all of that as a person of faith in your respective um, belief system or religion. And I would say that we continue our mandates in places where there will be a lot of people or people who you don't know what it is or what it ain't. Um, where at least we look around, everybody here, they got the VIA vaccine and we all good. If something goes south, it goes south, but we know we took the precautions necessary instead of just being out of sight, out of mind. And you as an individual, you take those risks where wherever you go um, as best as possible, but try to stay safe.
2: How badly do we wanna know that, that opinion, Evie? Because I can think of two people who feel very strongly about it, two Christians, uh, one's an ordained minister and one's just, I call her like kind of a mentor of mine and both would be glad to come on the podcast mm-hmm. to, talk, to talk about it. Uh, uh, Shrika, you know, one, it would be Victoria's pastor. Remember, I'm not going to say Victoria's last yeah, name, but you yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. And the other would be Kathy whom y'all both met and they mm-hmm. are both very strong. They feel very strongly about that In, even before COVID. So this was something they felt strongly about before COVID vaccines. So if you really want to get into it, listeners, let us know. DMS, We'll get them on the pod. As far as I'm concerned, I appreciate the fact that vaccines have helped us uh, completely eradicate some horrible diseases. I'm really glad that I didn't have to worry about getting polio mm-hmm. and measles and all that kind of thing. The thing I felt uncomfortable about was people losing their jobs, because they didn't want to get it. Mm-hmm. Especially if their jobs weren't like, I understand if you're a doctor, and you're like, you're in a, you're in a position where you can hide, you can spread this thing that is highly contagious. At the beginning, we just didn't know. And a lot of people were catching it. And if you just didn't want to do it, it's like, you're going against your commitment. Don't the doc, they take an oath, that's like a commitment to mm-hmm. you no know, protect and serve. That's the cops. But you know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, a, yeah.
2: So I think whenever you're in a position where you have to be in a place where you can pass it, of course, it makes sense. Um, But also you in that same breath, I say if you choose not to take it, then already know you are excluded from places. So like mm. if the cruise boat says, hey, sister, hey, brethren, you're not getting up here without the shot, then I don't want to hear you complain because that's like a little of contained space where if you could be the one person to give it to everybody else and that's not cool just like if I want to travel to certain countries and I don't want to get the vaccines that I have to get to go there guess who's not going me and Mm -hmm. that's because they they Americans and I'm going to speak about Americans because I am a proud American but our society is so like me 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 it's about the individual and i think when it comes to something like this you have to get out of yourself and think about the group that being said i know that some people who are not vaccinated are like i am thinking about the group and if i don't get it it's not big of a deal i'm not going to debate the science of it with you anybody right now what i'm saying is do i think the mandates make sense yes in certain cases was i heartbroken that some people felt like it was that or their job that felt weird to me because I'm like, oh, well, well, we might be going a little bit too far, especially if your job, like I know some people who work from home and their jobs were like, get it, or lose your job. And it's like, um, I felt that felt a little shady and to me. But that being said, I've always been a supporter of vaccines and I'm thankful for them.
1: I, um, I definitely agree like if you're in a healthcare profession where you're around the poppy or like a, a, a work environment where you're around like vulnerable people where you know someone's coming to the doctors or something because their health is maybe uh, poor or they may be ill or whatever or having a surgery I definitely agree in those places that there should be a mandate um but yeah like when you like what I've heard about places where people are working at home and I'm like, people are mandating them to be vaccinated. Like, I feel like that's a little bit overstepping, but but I, I am a person that believes in being vaccinated. Um, the thing that just makes me frustrated about the vaccination in general is how, I wish I, what I really wish is how, is that I could understand or see what it would have been like if we had a different administration at the time of Covid when it first uh, was really becoming known to us, and if there was a different um, administration in office, the pre- a different president, and would would there be so many people still not willing to get vaccinated? I feel that there was so It became so political. It became something, I think, way more than what it was. I'm not saying that the vaccine was not as important, but I'm just saying it became something it wasn't. Um, It became a political tool. And I wonder what the rate of people being vaccinated willingly would be if it wasn't that political uh, debate at the beginning. And I wonder if more people would be vaccinated. I just feel like that was something that really deterred people and people I mean, I think people have always questioned vaccinations, people have always questioned, you know, certain things, but I don't know if it would be as much as people who question it now. Um, because as you're saying, Sabrina, there's like polio and the measles, the mops, and all those things that people were dying from we aren't really prevalent here because we've been vaccinated as children going into school from those things and i know most of those people who are choosing not to be vaccinated now didn't have a choice when they were a child that was their parents choice but i mean i don't know i just feel like i i don't know if i agree i don't know if i agree with the mandates in every situation um it is unfortunate. Um if someone gets the vaccine, I mean gets the COVID without being vaccinated. Not the COVID, but gets COVID without being vaccinated. Is it
2: unfortunate though, Sharika, if they've had a choice? And they're making statuses <laughs> about how it's not a real thing, da-da-da. And then they turn around and like, oh my gosh, please pray for me. I got it. And it's like, I was praying for you before this.
1: Well, I would say that it didn't work. Did- <laughs> I would say it is still unfortunate if they get covid even though they chose to not be vaccinated. There's things that we that we willingly choose to do and we what? have to reap the benefits and the and and re- reap the benefits as well as the repercussions of making our bad choices and sometimes it's still unfortunate. I mean, you know, they had the choice and to hopefully do something to not make it as bad, and hopefully, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, it's still unfortunate when bad things happen. Um, but I do say, for, as someone who is vaccinated and had COVID, I am grateful for the vaccinations and that I did not have a really bad uh, bout of COVID. So, um, E.B., you could answer this a little bit, and but Serena, this really is something you are uh, currently uh, um, entertaining or living the way you're living. So, you know, a lot of people with, at the beginning of the pandemic had times where they were working from home. Some people's jobs went fully to working uh, remote Um some people have intermittent, which is a big change in our society. There's always been people working remotely, but now, uh, it has been a huge change in our society, um, for remote workers. Um, so my question is, do you, I'll just say this, I'll say this on a scale of one to 10, how do you think Uh, what do you think about remote working 10 being it's, it's the, it's great the way we should go for most, obviously most, every profession can't be remote workers. Doctors can't be remote workers. I mean, as if they're doing surgery and things like that, but for, you know, most, a lot of corporate companies could be more remote. Do you think it's 10, this is the best way to go or one, no, it, you know, we think this is terrible. It's Creates loneliness or whatever it is. So I'm asking you on a scale of one to ten, what do you think about remote working? I'll just start there.
0: I say it's around an eight and a half, like eight and up, or probably even a nine, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like naturally, if if the job can be done from home or even from a hybrid sense, then that option should be made available. Not only does it help the company on having less expenses, right? I don't have to worry, like right now, I think of myself, you don't have to worry about my light being on in my office. You don't gotta worry about me printing that off. Like none of those expenses that I would use, commuting to and from, like those expenses that I'm using for the organization wouldn't have to be used if I was remote. Now, if it's a job that requires it, then y'all gotta figure that out. But a compromise should be made between the employee and the employer on what is best. But I think it's an eight and up only because of the amount of flexibility that it gives for both, for the employer to figure out what is best and what's working, what's not, and for the employee to figure out where their, I guess, special talent is, so to speak, for the organization. I don't think I've heard anybody, like the people who I know who work remote, I don't hear any of them saying, I work less at home. It seems like they're getting more done, more accomplished, because you don't have the pointless or mundane meetings, not saying they don't have meetings remote, that, that's been a thing or has always been a thing, so to speak, but it seems like it's kind of like a, well, we're having this meeting remote, but I'm also doing whatever assignment that needs to be done um, amidst this meeting. And I just think that the options should be made available. And it seems that if the Apples, the IBMs, the Googles, the Amazons, all these people who seem to know business and growth and effectiveness and production are going remote, then others should kind of follow the wave. It it makes sense. But that's just a, I guess, a quick answer.
1: Sabrina, your thoughts as our resident remote worker? <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10. I <laughs> would agree with E B
2: and you, you echoed this sentiment that not every job can be work from home. My particular job was a work from home job even 10 years ago. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of blessed in that, you know, I don't have to worry about going back into the office. So for my personality, it's a 10 out of 10, but I'm an introvert. I am somebody who is, um, golly, why did the word just escape me? Uh, Oh, I am task driven so and i compartmentalize so when i'm at work i actually get very uh i guess frustrated would be the best word when i'm trying to work and there are other things going on that are inhibiting me from completing the task even if it's something that is not bad like if someone wants to talk to me about their vacation and i'll be sitting at my at my old job at my office and they're in my doorway just talking in my head i'm getting really annoyed and frustrated because i'm like I want to get these tasks done. So when I go home, I cannot work. You are making me work longer. I'm not here to, you know, what do they say on on the bachelor here for the wrong reasons? I'm trying to be here for the right reason. I'm not here for their friends. I'm here to get the rose of getting my tasks done. So (laughs) I love working from home and it has actually improved my social life because I'm so much more present when I'm with my husband and with my friends and, all of that jazz. So that aspect, just on a personal level, for me, 10 out of 10. And yes, Evie, I do actually get more done and work more because I just feel rested. Like I don't have the commute time. I get up. If I want a little snack, anything, I, I can get a lot of things done, even things within my home. As far as for companies, I would say for the reasons EB already said, it's a 10 out of 10 for them too, because what they're saving a lot of money with not paying rent on spaces or whatever. And their, their pool of talent has now gone nationally. Mm. So if I am, you know, X company working in X city, really I only can choose from those people who live in X city. But if I'm X company and I have my employees working from home, I have my pick of anybody in the nation. And at my job, we even have an international sector. So anybody in the world, and when has that been a bad thing? A mm. diversified pool of talent? Are you kidding me? So, but also that being said, right now, I don't have kids and all that. So I'm like, it is such a vibe being at home. You know, it's not like I'm like waking up and cleaning after a whole bunch of people. I just, in this season of my life, this is exactly what I needed. Shout out to the Lord and my friend, AJ bridget Uh That being said, the coworkers I know who do have children, they also say it's a 10 out of 10 because the flexibility is just there. It really Mm. is. My supervisor, she picks up her kids and drops them off every day. You know, another team member, when their kid was sick, she was like, don't mind that sound in the back. That's, you know, little Johnny. That's not his name. You know, protect the innocent. Mm -hmm. Little Johnny, (laughs) little Johnny is quote unquote sick, but little Johnny, he didn't seem sick because little Johnny was, he was live, live in effect in the back. But for me right now, it's a 10 out of 10. I just love it so very much. And I get to travel all the time. So all the times I've been not home the past three months, I haven't taken a single day of vacation off. It's awesome. I'm in the airport working. I'm in this state working. I'm sometimes in the car driving. Like one time we went to North Carolina, it was a road trip and I was in the car working because they gave me a phone with a hotspot. So I love that. Sharika, I think we've talked about this before, but I've always said, I don't think Sharika could do it. (laughs) She's such an extrovert. And you even mentioned earlier, what about people getting lonely? Girl, we ain't lonely. We at work. We ain't here for the play play. But Sharika has such a big heart. She's such an extrovert. She's such a people person that I think for personalities like that, it could be challenging. What do you think, Sharika?
1: So I've been thinking about this. So I see both positive, but I am le- not lean. I actually would love the, I, I don't even know if I would really want to work remote. I would like to do, I would love a hybrid situation. And my main reason right now is because where I moved is so far from my job. But I wonder if I live next door to work, would I feel this way? I don't know, but I probably still would like a hybrid. I want to be around people. I like the work environment, but I also do like the idea of being home. And I know you're you're saying we get so much done at working from home, but I wonder, I've heard some people say like, you do get more done working at home, but also is that a good thing? Because some people don't feel the separation of being home and being from work. So usually it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not, both of you guys had jobs at times where it wasn't like, when I'm done, I walk out, I've clocked out, I go home. Sometimes you did have to take work home. But for a lot of people, it's like, hey, I clocked out, I'm home, I'm home. But now it's like, I'm also still at work if you're, you've worked from home. So I've I've heard people talk about that um, aspect of working from home. It's like, you're still kind of at work because you haven't really had that separation So uh, let me think of other things. I do love coming together. I love them collaborating and meeting with people in person. I know you can do that online, but I love doing that in person. I think about the people who, I have a full life. I have great friends locally, and that live far away that I still am in communications with. But I think about what about people who may be lonely who don't have you know friends or family, like their community is their work community. I don't know how fulfilling it is online, I don't know. But I will say um, from what I've heard from you, Sabrina, some of the things that you guys do in your company, it seems like they really do make an effort to still build a community with the coworkers. And so I think that is good. And, and it seems like at least people, well, I don't know about every company, but at least from what I've heard from the things you've shared, at least people are making an effort to still have community, even though you're not physically together. And I think that is the good part. I, but I, I would be interested in working from home. I don't know about fully but I don't know I I think maybe if I was in a different situation like you share like if I had kids or something you know that I needed a more flexible schedule with especially being so far away from my home maybe at home situation would be great but at this point I do love being with the people at work sometimes and I do like some of that so I don't know if I would totally give it up but I could do a three. Three days at home, two days at work. I could be at home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, go to the office Tuesday and Thursday. I think I'd like that.
2: (laughs) I will say as far as like the boundaries, ask me how many times I work weekends or after five. I'll give it to you. It's a nice goose egg. It's a zero. Ask me in my old job. Mm -hmm. Okay. You already know what that situation was. Mm -hmm. So... I think it's really up to the person because I could like after the podcast, I could go in there and be like, oh, I'll get this and this done. But this is why I say this was perfect for me in this season. A younger Mm -hmm. version of me maybe would have done that. A younger version of me made, did not have work-life balance. I was just so passionate and I love what I did so much. And I take full responsibility. A lot of that was on me. A lot of that was on the fact that I needed help and they just weren't hearing me and did not care at all (laughs) but uh yeah like I that is up to the person I tell you when I leave I also have the luxury of having an actual office space because we're married with no kids so I have a space in my house where I can close the door and leave you Mm -hmm. know maybe it would feel different if all my work stuff was on like the dining room table or whatever else but I think that's once again up to the individual knowing when to turn it off and when I'm at work, I am at work. And when I'm not, I am not. I'm enjoying other areas of the house, living my best life. The neighborhood has become a whole little vibe. Checking the mail is a whole event.
1: Cause I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I get to walk outside.
2: <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. it just, it, it all depends. Eb Is Eb traveling right now? I feel like he's always on the road.
0: No, nah, I'm chilling, but I am soon. Of course, like just, just <laughs> a, like Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Pensacola, Monday, Tuesday, camp, Wednesday, Jacksonville, then back at the crib for about a week or so, then North Carolina for an extended weekend, then youth councils, then a whole bunch of stuff in April.
2: I asked that because I think for someone like Eb who loves travel, I wonder if that element of working from home would be challenging because you travel for work and you're really good at networking and making connections if you didn't get to travel meet those have those conversations in person would that be difficult
0: i would say yes and no and that's what that's all the reason i always say i would prefer a hybrid because my hybrid would be days you want to be at home and i say now granted i'm like let me go ahead and throw a disclaimer out there to the people i am in a situation where most days i can be like hey i had this yesterday i'm working from home today and I would say probably seven or eight out of 10, it, if not 10 out of 10, it's a no problem. Um, but then it's other days where like, that's not really an option. So it just really depends um, on the day. But I think that if I had a hybrid situation where my, my work, so to speak, office days would be on the days that I'm connecting, traveling for work. And then the other days of just at home, instead of like, oh, I was just here now go to the office. I just had a weekend in Fort Lauderdale and then it was like in the office, like nothing happened over the weekend, like on a Monday morning. You're there or tomorrow, like we're meeting with some people. Through teams or virtually with some people from the Republic of Georgia, and it's like because of time crunch and because we want to respect them, we have a 730 a.m. call and let's try to make it happen for them. And I'm like, well, how about me? Like, we only have six hour time difference. Like, we can't meet at 12 and it's 6 p.m. for them, but. (laughs) You know, like they prefer afternoon meetings. I'm like, yeah, and we really prefer morning meetings. So some sacrifices, you make it happen, but I'm all good for it because we get to help the Republic of Georgia and we get to get firsthand account of those who are around like the Ukraine and Russia situation because they're part of the same Salvation Army territory and get to hear their firsthand stories on how we can help some of their humanitarian efforts from afar. So it's good things like that that happen at work as well
1: know but eb i've like could, i know you say you could work it from home and i know you could but you are very social as well i do yeah. <laughs> you're saying so you said your work from home, your work days would be travel so you're not going to the office from the schedule you just said you would be at home the days you would actually be in the office and the other days you would be uh, traveling but so I don't know. I just, you, you are a networker. Like Sabrina said, you, you love connecting with people. I just, so you would just be cool and not going into the office.
0: I would gladly be cool. (laughs) Like if y'all have a conversation with my wife, if y'all just don't know how much I don't really talk to people, how people like the office is probably the most I talk to people. Like I'll talk to people via text all day. I'll talk to people via social media all day. Like all of that is virtual in in the same sense. Like I'm not, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, like, ask my wife how many times I'm calling somebody. Like, it's going to have to be really something serious for me to call you. Like, but you're going to get a voice text, like a me holding it down, and you're going to hear my voice that way. But as far as me calling you and me, like, one of my mentors and my wife are like the only people that can FaceTime me because everybody else is going straight to decline. And I don't even like FaceTiming neither of them. It's just that's their preference of communication. That's so you know?
1: strange to me. But
0: it's just. That's just how I rock. I, and I like being at the office, of course, because I ain't got no choice. You make the best out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it won't always be night. <laughs>
2: True. I thought like he, you he was in my position. He would be like in all the community resource groups. Like there are a lot of things they do to the point where I'm like, you know, I worked at home for a reason. No, I don't want to be in this group. No, I'm not trying to be <laughs> yeah, super connected. But if you want it to be, you there's so many they even have like groups for each regions for people to meet up and I'm like why are mm. we meeting up outside of work hours I just know <laughs> we're not I friends was,
1: like that <laughs> I have
2: several team members who live in Tampa one literally lives probably 15 minutes from me and my friend was like oh are you gonna meet up with so-and-so and I was just like why, why? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
2: I mean nah
1: <laughs> so <laughs> <And> he's <laughs> a lovely person but uh we're not I friends could, like
2: I could see EB doing that. And I think part of it is a trauma response and trauma is such a strong word. So maybe I shouldn't uh, use that. But I've just lived the life where there was, there was a blurred line between work and church and friends and it created stress in my life. So I, I think learned, traumatic
1: is an accurate word. Well,
2: I think
0: that could
2: oh, be, that word could, I mean, that work could be triggering for some people and I don't want to make light of it but for me like not in all areas because I have like my sorority sisters I have friends from my hometown that like AJ and like friends who had no idea about that world like friends I've had for life but a lot of the people in my day-to-day there were blurred lines so if Mm -hmm. they did something crappy at work it was hard for me to vibe with them at this situation outside of Mm -hmm. work or go to sleep at night or pray with them or see them on the pulpit and it's like it was just blurred lines so for me mm-hmm. I, it feels like honestly it's like I am I feel safer mm. work is work and whatever happened at work is whatever happened at work and this other stuff is my other stuff so it's healthier for me right now maybe in the future I'll get to a point where I'm not like this I'm just not there right now what were you yeah. saying EB I felt like
0: you, no, no you, good. You, I, I was, you didn't you're talking about that you were done but you didn't cut me off I'm just thinking, even for us three, right? All of us, we kind of know some. Of the, we, well, we say kind of we know some of the same people, but just think about how many functions that we've all somewhat been a part of outside of work, um, wise. That you just don't see me there. I love y'all, but I might pop up every once in a while. Like uh, I haven't been around in a while. Let me go say what's up to my peoples. But it's a lot of them that I'm gonna miss just because, like, I love. I love outside of traveling. And outside of being in Winter Haven or in Fort Myers with family, like with my in-laws, I love being at home. Like, That's my so home funny. is, like, so great to me. But, you like, even right now, as I think about it, I'm like – not in a bad way, but I'm just, it's been stuff I've been telling myself I needed to do for 2022, but I was like, I was gonna join a men's basketball league to start hanging with some of the guys. I was gonna start going to Grace Family Church on Tuesday and Friday mornings at 7 a.m. because they play basketball there and to connect with other men or and it's ladies who hoop there as well, but just to hoop, but I'm like, I like people, but I don't like people. Like, I like my rest. I like my relaxing. I like my chilling, but if it's work, I ain't got no choice I gotta, gotta get paid and if it's traveling I'm gonna travel all day like if I could stop doing because that's the only that's another reason why I would do remote work just so I can travel it's not to like it would I, I probably wouldn't be home seven days out of the week mm-hmm. it would be hey email me hey what time is that team's me okay eight o'clock all right you got an hour 60 minutes go let's go boom, boom 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 901 I'm on that first flight out of TPA to wherever I wanted to go on my destination like even I'm telling myself the other day I was like I should probably just to see what my supervisor would do start putting my vacations from now to the end of the year on every Friday on Fridays, we don't have events. So I can have three weekends every weekend, just to see, <laughs> like, and I know it should get approved. It shouldn't be no problem because I got my vacation date and like do my probably just my one week of my anniversary week, but just so every weekend, I can say I'm out
1: Thursday mm-hmm. night to a
0: Saturday. And then I show up to a church on Sunday. Cause that's part of my work for whatever reason.
1: I was, I've had this thought. I'm like, I want to do E.B. and his wife be at home, ever be at home, because it always seems like you're gone. So it's so funny to me that you're like, I love my home. I'm like, E.B., you ain't never there. You, aren't, Eby, you are on mute, E.B. I be
0: home. I'm I be shocked home. to
2: hear that he be home too, because I feel like I don't know E.B., but when he said he really don't be at the... Outside of work events, I'm like, you know, I never really peeped it, but he don't.
0: Salvation is this work. I would say my work events, and after that, it will be essentially vacations like me going to kick it with family or kick it with friends or a personal trip. I say personal, but just a trip with just me and the wife. But other than that, like, I'm just not like, hey, like, because I know sometimes they listen, but I'm not just, hey, let me pull up on Adley, go to Adley House. Sometimes I do it, but that's every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, Judith, she done went to a couple soccer games and I'm like, have fun. Go check out Christian and Josiah. Tell me how they did. I shoot a text. How did they play? <laughs> <laughs> but you think I'm just going to leave my house on a beautiful Saturday morning to go watch some kids play soccer. But then yes, it's times, yes I do. <laughs> and it's other times when I'm coming back from camp and I get a text say, hey, Josiah, or Christian, Josiah is playing. You should stop by. I'm like, dang. So I can't say I can't go because I'm already coming down 75. So I just like, I guess I swerved there. Yeah. And I went, checked out his game, ended up. I think they took L that game in the playoffs, but he played good because he scored a goal that game. But for the most part, if I can be home or if I can be on vacation, that will be the ideal world for me. So that's the only thing that would be hybrid or remote work because I will be able to choose when I'm home and I'll be able to travel how I want to travel because there's not too many places I've been, even me going back home to Haiti, Like I can get internet or Wi-Fi, so it's not hard. Yeah. Right. And a lot of my work doesn't necessarily need me to be on in front of a computer. Like I can I can get on Facebook, I can get on Teams on my phone, I can text, I can respond to emails, I can send people resources, I can give people information on what's going on in the world of our organization and different parts of it, like hey, look at this, look at this, this is a resource, this is a guide, this is a prayer, like stuff like that, where I don't have to be like preparing something new every single time. Um so yeah, if if it's about choice, I'm telling you, like I would I would be okay. i It would he be. It would have to be a. And I don't think it'd get cold there, but it would have to be a cold day in hell
2: <laughs> for me
0: to just show up just for just because. Just to take. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking like at the time of this dropping. I'm thinking about a birthday party this week. I'm like, do I want to go? But I haven't seen these people in a minute, and so I'm like, that's uh, true. I can go show. I can go drop a gift off and show my love and support. But then the you other sure. part of me is like. Do you have a registry? Do you have a cash app? Well, you know, I'm still thinking about the little one. I'm thinking about the baby. And I'm thinking about y'all. But my presence like, that's like, even if I say I went for an hour, I got to drive there. Got to chill for an hour. then got to drive back. That's almost an hour and 40 minutes I could have been in my house.
1: You sound like my husband, Eb. Why are
2: y'all lying? like I never knew Evie was like this. And all I can say is I stand in agreement. That's all I can say. Like, this
1: i am odd. sad i'm, I'm sad, sad. <laughs> because i was just thinking at the turn of this conversation i was like i'm for a remote and now i'm like if i didn't work remote if i worked if we all wrote remote i would never see anyone eba ain't coming out my friend tanya she ain't coming out when am i gonna see my friends because i i already miss sabrina so much i'm like but I make efforts to see you, friend. But if it was know. all of us. I just haven't seen you in a while. We've just both been
0: was, busy. If it was all of us doing remote, though, it'll be a trip. It's like, hey, like, we all know, for example, I'll just, like, kind of like how we did the kickback. We all know you need about your know, eight hours for the day or you need four hours for serious meetings. But it's like, hey, hey, y'all good? What y'all doing? May, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we're doing X, Y, Z. Let's all fly to Vegas. Let's all fly to New Orleans. Let's all fly to Chicago. We working remote, so we saving money on gas that we ain't gotta worry about. We saving money on just food that we probably shouldn't have been buying on the way to, from, or for lunch at work anyways. Now we done save money for the next month or two. And now we're on a friend's weekend vacation. And that weekend trip would be more than those five days a week in the office when we was talking about the same old stuff for the whole month. It's like, we've been talking about the same stuff. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You could have texted me that.
1: (laughs) All right, I'm backing on remote then. Fine, if there's a friendship involved, I'm backing on remote. All right, my last question for our pandemic talk. I think we asked this last year, but I think it's um, relevant every year. What has the pandemic taught you or what was your, what's the lesson that you've learned through this time?
0: Mine's just quick. My first thing that it ta- well it taught me a lot of things but i want to say this is the first thing one of the things that it taught me is adults don't know how to follow directions
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that was one of the things that and i say mind boggling cuz it's like and it, i think Sabrina kind of opened up with it with like we really, we as a culture, we as a society, we as a nation, we as a world, like the entire, like, it was a global, it's a global health pandemic, where we really did not know what this was, or how this was going to impact us now, two years later, and the easiest people who probably could have made it a lot better was us as adults, and adults as a whole, as a collective, could not follow simple directions wear a mask, stay inside, we're on lockdown orders. And we just thought it was like, oh, y'all are trying to control us. Y'all are trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Y'all. And it's like, and so many little things that I'm just like, I hear y'all, but y'all must be crazy. Because even as I'm, art and I say this, as I'm debating with my brother, I'm like, if the government really wanted people, right? And I say wanted as in like, we can do whatever we want with y'all. One of the quickest thing would be like, hey, guess what Southwest, our Navy pilot is flying this plane. Guess what Delta, our Air Force pilot is flying it. Hey, guess what? And then they just take everybody to like a military base somewhere that they really wanted and say you got to deal with us like you ain't got no guns on the plane you ain't got no like so you're not escaping anywhere you don't know like once you get in that plane you don't know where you're actually landing now if you got wi-fi you making sure but they could cut all of those things off mm. and if they wanted to just execute people they could do that then the same thing okay. who make these excuses it's like If you're in the state of Florida, your new updated IDs have an RFID chip. If you have an updated passport, it has an RFID chip. Those RFID chips have trackings on them. So if they really wanted to know where you were, most people, not all, but most people travel with at least their driver's license. And most people have their passport in close proximity of them if they're at home. So if they really want to find you, trust me, it won't be hard for the government to find you. Like you got, like, not the average person, not everybody, but like you got nothing to worry about for people, for them to be like, we're looking for EB. It ain't enough going on in my life for them to be worrying about me. Like I can tell you that much. So it was one that adults can't follow direction. And two, I think one of the other things that kind of contradicts or counters that is that there's really people who genuinely care about other people without knowing them. Mm-hmm. Where some people made sure they stayed home some people made sure they got informed and encouraged people to get vaccinated some people made sure they prayed over strangers some people made sure that like dang i heard you lost a relative to COVID. how can i help some people made sure they blessed people go some people made sure they sent cards and flowers like you watch those just massive stories of just different situations of people who were mourning and grieving how people came shoulder to shoulder with them or comforted them during some of their toughest times, let me know. It's like those two things that adults can't follow directions and don't care about nobody else but themselves, but also there's a world out there of adults who care about people and who wants to find ways to better um, society or better mankind. So that's two of the things that I learned upon countless other things.
2: I'm not sure that I learned anything new, but a concept that was just reinforced for me was that pressure creates diamonds and not in the sense that things were like shiny and beautiful or whatever, but like in the sense that when a person is under pressure, it gives them a chance to demonstrate their full potential. And I think about just science is so amazing, like how quickly they worked to get the vaccine out or, I think about the way that people adapted or the flexibility and not all of that potential was great, but I needed to see that too. That insurrection, if you'd asked me three years ago, I would have been like, no, that would never happen in America, not in my country, but hey, the pressure was there and we saw it. The pressure was there and I saw people really find any excuse to just be selfish and not. I mean, that kind of contradicts what you just said about people being so loving, but I think about all of the like non-legitimate excuses people had for like not wearing a mask. People like literally wanting to go kidnap government officials or show up with gums, gums, guns (laughs) uh, at government buildings because they had to wear a mask. Like what? So I saw the potential on either end. And that was just interesting to me. And a good reminder that like, it's really under pressure that you see people's character. Mm-hmm. And that's a great little reminder. So that was interesting. And something else just for me that was kind of freeing is just that reminder of the things that are more most important in our lives, right? Like time, that is the most valuable resource. I really don't play about my time. And being with family and which friends and things matter. So wanting to keep that same energy energy. I know, I absolutely know that if it wasn't for the pandemic, I may still be at my other job. Because I didn't know a rhythm without it. Now it was a very stressful rhythm and all that kind of stuff, but it was just what I was used to. And my husband and I had adapted. But when we had all that time for me to be home and him to see me less stressed and da-da-da-da-da-da. It was just a reminder, oh, I'm choosing this for myself. I don't, my, I don't have, this doesn't not, this does not have to be my life. Mm. So that was interesting and fun. And it's kind of cool to get to know myself out of what really was, I had my identity wrapped up in my work. So that's been really interesting to be like, oh, hi, Sabrina. Nice to meet you. You know, let's see how you thrive here. Let's see really who you are. Mm. That's been really cool. Uh, Yeah. So. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> I said that the other day. Lessons from the pandemic. That's it. Uh, under under pressure, that's when you're going to see the diamond, like their true potential. And uh, remember what really matters in life, guys. It's not a lot of the stuff we put our energy to, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Family, friends, time, and being true to yourself. What about you, Sharika?
1: My lessons are that... It will, one is a reminder that life can change in somewhat of an instant, mm. instant. And what was may never be again. And like the way we used to live and the things, the, you know, and, I mean, and that doesn't just happen with the pandemic, but that really showed me that happens in moments of loss, whether it's life or jobs or whatever and that happened through this pandemic. Your, the day before, things were one way, and then it was just not the next, and how life is so fragile, that was a reminder that the pandemic showed me, and it was also eye-opening because this is the first time in my life that everybody in the world was going through the same thing at the same time, which was kind of creepy and crazy because the world seems so big, but in those moments, it felt so small because what I was feeling or what I was going through here in this country, other countries were going through it at the same time. So that was so crazy. And my other uh, lesson was, I had another one, but I, I mean, I think it was just, um, I think just a lot of reminders of just being intentional. Um, don't take things for granted. You know, tomorrow's not promised. And I and one of the things that I said that I was gonna do in the pandemic, which I have not done a good job of, was saying like talking, we always say, we're gonna, oh, we should do this, we should do this. And we always think it's gonna get around, we're gonna get around to doing these things with these people. And we never do because we never be, we're never really intentional, or I won't say we, we're never, but, a lot of times we miss those things and we miss doing them because we weren't intentional. And then when we were in the pandemic and we couldn't go anywhere and we couldn't do all these things, I was like, oh, when we get out of this, I'm going to be more intentional. I'm not going to say, hey, we should do this. I'm going to say, hey, let's do this. And when we're like, yeah, we're going to say what day, what time, you know? So that's something I do need to be more intentional about is actually putting days and times to the things that I want to plan with people because, like I said, life is fragile. We aren't promised tomorrow. And I, I want to make time in, um, like Sabrina was saying, with the people that I care about and making these memories and, and not taking them or life for granted. So those that's my pandemic life. And and the, oh, I my, remember my lesson, is that sometimes change is good. And that from the pandemic, we learned a new way of life. Some of it was hard, but some of it are great, like more people going to remote working like we were talking about, just things that like, hey, we got used to doing life a certain way and it just always worked for us. And we sometimes need a shakeup and realize that we can do different things, we can do more, we can change it up, and there can be great things on the other side. So that was my pandemic lesson. Mm -hmm. I hope we take these lessons to
2: task. You know, when we're older, our grandkids, or even if we don't have grandkids, just younger generations are gonna be like, what was the pandemic like? Oh, you were alive during the pandemic? It's kind of, it's kind of funny. And I'm like, yeah, and you can check out this whole episode and stop asking me so many questions. So you can learn the lessons from it. All right, but now for my little segment of the podcast, I saw the most hilarious meme today, that at first really made me laugh because there is some truth in it. Truth. You guys, I promise it's not me, it's the braces. I can't even say truth, because my tongue, when it tries to come forward, it hits the elastic. <laughs> but anyway, there was some truth to it. And it read, when you sing in, in a when you sing in a solo in a black church and they holler, take your time. That means you messed up a little. And you know what, (laughs) that is so true. It could be singing,
1: it could be the praise dance, it could be reading the scripture. You do that little mess up and that little, um...